Hi everyone, I'm Ricardo Gonsalves and you're listening to the Ricardo and Ready podcast. Inspiring stories during lockdown taken from our live Ricardo and Ready Facebook show. James Hillier is a Brisbane-based artist who designs digital works of pop culture icons like Mariah Carey and Celine Dion, for example. Now, he got the shock of his life when a piece he created of a global superstar was reposted on her Instagram account for millions to see during lockdown. Mark Reddy and I spoke with James Hillier. Thank you for having me. So, so James, start. Let's start from the beginning. Pop art, right? What exactly is pop art, and and what kind of pop art do you do? Uh, so, pop art. Um, I suppose the bulk of the stuff that I have been doing is stuff that has been influenced by pop culture. Um, more recently, I've been doing a little bit more stuff that's politically charged, but primarily, um, a lot of my work has just been pop art reflecting um, popular TV shows, internet culture, um, a fair bit of like niche Australian uh, references. Um, so, yeah, and it, the majority of it now is all digital, um, digital art I draw on my iPad. Um, and previously I'd done like um, pointillism, which is like fine line and dot work. And what inspires you in terms of the creation? Um, it's a real range, I, I think, because, I mean, especially now more than ever, I think people... Um, are either feeling too extreme emotions of they're either wanting to completely disconnect and have fantasy and escape <clears throat> on the other spectrum people oscillate to like rage and anger and despair and so i sort of play to both of those sides and and with the political stuff it's even though it is sort of i try to make keep it light and comedic sometimes it can get a bit more edgy um and with the pop culture stuff i i want it to be sort of that pure escapism fantasy um sort of, you know, pop culture puns and, and funny shit that's happened over the last few decades. Some of it's really kitschy um, and camp, so I try to keep that side of things really light. And in and terms James, of training, I... what, what, kind, what kind of training have you had? Um, mostly just self-taught. Um, like, I did art classes as a kid and I did art in high school, but um, the internet's a good resource for self-teaching, so... Basically, yeah, Google's my friend. <laughs> um, just experimenting, yeah. And James, you've picked a really iconic celebrity to focus on. Can you tell us a bit about that? Um, well, I've been a bit of a Britney stan since 98, since way back when. Um, and I've been drawing Britney Spears since I was 12. Um, and when I started taking this art stuff a bit more seriously as a career six years ago, um, she's been a constant muse, um, whether it's sort of the more serious stuff relating to the Free Britney movement um, or just more of the fun, iconic, pop, campy stuff um, that she's done. So the most recent one that I did was one that was inspired by a social media exchange between her and Cher, where Britney, who's in the process of, um, if you've been following the Free Britney stuff, um, trying to become emancipated legally from this conservatorship situation she's been put into. Um, she was sort of, um, I guess, hoping that she could have this, you know, moment on the beach with Cher, eating ice cream um, and just being <laughs> carefree with Cher. Uh, I don't know if they've actually met or if they're friends, but she's just like, I want to be on the beach with Cher and San Pepe. So I was like, that's really cool. And I think 
not to equivocate obviously the situations but i feel that sense of like fantasy and longing and liberation that she was expressing i think mirrors a lot of people in lockdown as well just going like oh god can't wait for this can't wait for that can't wait for a return to this and and it was just this really like joyful image in my head so i was like oh i've got to draw that that's so much fun and so yeah i and I, so I this is the image this is the image <laughs> and then what <laughs> happened was that britney spears took that image and posted it on her account how did yep. that make you feel and how did you find out um oh god i just received a dm from a friend and i was just like hang on a minute and like my brain kind of froze and then um like people talk about this but the first time in my life like i literally i couldn't feel my feet like my legs were going numb like i was just it was like i was a kid dreaming about disneyland knowing that you're about to wake up and you're like please just let it be a dream like don't let it be a dream let me just stay in this fantasy and and then so I was sort of like in a state of disbelief for like an hour and just like, I, I can't like what, I, I couldn't process it. Um, and then I was like, no, 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 this is real. This is real. So yeah, very overwhelming. Very it's, a piece of work. it's a piece of work that's got as of yesterday. I mean, she's got a, like a, something like eight, nine million followers, I think, on Instagram, but like almost a million people clicked like on that, that piece of artwork of yours. How does that make Ooh. you feel? pretty good <laughs> um as i said like it's just it's just the whole thing is just so super surreal so i yeah i'm i'm still processing it and probably will till i drop dead one day yeah so james did she follow you back and also what is it about britney out of all people was it the conservatorship was it hit me baby one more time what was it about her that made you so fascinated from such a young age um it's a good question um because I think my parents were asking me the same thing when I was like 11, like my dad was like, do you think she's really pretty? Or I was just like, well, um, <laughs> I think a lot of, for most Britney fans, it's not necessarily been so much as they um, fell in love with her particular like iconic vocal stylings or her dance moves or her performances. I think people really have fell in love with the person and retrospectively, um, I think we're even more aware now of how she was um, just treated so horrifyingly awful by the media um, throughout the 2000s and just ripped to shreds. And um, I, I guess the the scrutiny and the double standards and misogyny level of her was just extraordinary. And to see this really humble, sweet person um, be so resilient and be so sweet um, and rise above so many um adversities i think hmm. for a lot of people it was really inspiring and um could see her even though she was at you know one point the top of her game in the whole world still like such an underdog and people i think have always just been wanting to see her um, succeed and flourish so did she follow you back that was a key question <laughs> not yet but maybe tomorrow yeah. <laughs> and James, this is ultimately a business story as well, because you're a small business operator. This is part of your work, how you earn an income. How yeah. has this helped your business? Because what else do you do within the, this art world? Yeah, so uh, so I've been doing this for about six years. So um, primarily, um, you know, I get the odd commission job for clients, but day-to-day um, -day stuff is selling um, prints of my work. So whether that's like framed art or um, on apparel, etc. Obviously, having this shared has just been such. There's been such an amazing influx of um, 
traffic to my site, which has been really nice. Um, and, you know, a lot of Britney fans as well, seeing um, like all the stuff I've been doing over the years as well. So, yeah, it's been phenomenal. And, yeah, it's, it's been amazing. Have you heard from Cher? Well, you we spoke last night, actually. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> she she did like the tweet, so that's something. Okay. <laughs> she um someone bought the t-shirt of um her and Brittany in the Sandra Pay scene, and she liked the tweet. So I'm counting that as like something. Yeah, I know that she has and, seen it. So. <laughs> and so when Brittany reposted it, there hasn't been any, any interaction. Have you heard from her management? Like. Are you going to capitalise on that? Because you should. Um, yeah, it's sort of a dubious topic, I guess, with the whole conservatorship thing and um, lots of speculation about what she can and can't do um, with social media and just her management in general. Like, half the ship has already, like, sailed, like, on her team being fired and like, during, you know, what is it? you know, unfolding legal case. So it's sort of, it's a bit of a tricky situation where it's not like you can just approach a PR person and you yeah. have a direct contact when you've heard stories of all her mail for the last 10 years getting thrown straight in the bin or yep. just chucked on eBay and she gets, sees nothing. So it's like, it's a tricky one, but yeah. And as time. a journo, I mean, as a journo, we did reach out to Brittany because you just never know. <laughs> Nothing happened. She didn't come uh, on our show. Appreciate the effort. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. James, final question. We, we do have a question from one of our viewers just to wrap up. Um, Lara asks, how has COVID impacted your art sales? Yeah, it's um, it's been interesting because I, I, I did have a full-time job at the time and my plan was to always transition out of that and to um pursue this full time and um i guess when covid and lockdowns hit it sort of pushes you off that proverbial cliff of okay it's do or die right now like i have this opportunity to just throw all of my resources into this and it really helped i think when so many businesses like um hospitality and live performance have have really suffered businesses that um are online based have had an opportunity to um, hang in there um, and so particularly with, with stuff to do with you know um, home decor and art and stuff people are in their homes they're looking at their bare walls and thinking oh god I'm bored in here I want to so that's been really really helpful um, on the same token a lot of people have experienced you know such hardship um, so with consumer confidence down people aren't necessarily wanting to spend money either so it's been a bit of both um, but overall, it's it's steadily been growing, so I'm really grateful for that. I want to ask you outside LA courthouse. We saw so many fans during the conservatorship trial in LA. Um, a lot of them were very passionate. She posted that picture of yours. Did you hear from any of them uh, as a result of that? Yeah, I've like a lot of um, big Instagram accounts of her, like, like fan accounts have started following and been able to engage with a lot of people who've been um, following this story from the beginning as well and who were really quite passionate about it. Um, so, yeah, just the, the people I've met along the way, it's, it's been awesome. What have they said? What is it about her that really is, is enamouring? Um, I think that... I think above all else, it's been her humility when she was, I guess, you know, in the in the late 90s, early 2000s, 
just skyrocketing to um, almost unprecedented levels of worldwide fame on the level of Marilyn Monroe and Michael Jackson. She always had such a sweet, humble nature, and I think people found that endearing and relatable. Um, she's never taken herself too seriously. Um, and aside from that, like just a kick-ass like discography and um, music videos and moments and pop culture, like change, she changed the game. And I think people love that duality of this vulnerability and this like sex vixen fierce bitch that can, you know, flip her hair and oscillate around like a, you know, <laughs> like a drag queen basically. Yeah. Can you do the flick? Can you do the flick? Oh, my wig's in the cupboard. I'll have to go get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, James, thank you very much for that story. It's a great uplifting story and um, I hope it's done great things for your business as well. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate Thanks, that. James. Thanks for having me.